This is the Pastor and the Guy Next Door, podcast number 16. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next-door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we relax around the campfire in Bill's backyard. This week we talked about the joys of watching and or playing sports in the rain. And we are live. Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Pastor. <laughs> Good evening. Yes. A great night for fire. It's a beautiful night. I can't see a single single cloud. No. There's a lovely orange glow off to the west. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop and think there. i got to get my directions right. So, so I was messaging with my dad. Hi, Dad. And... Uh, he said he was enjoying the podcast, but occasionally he wanted to interject because uh, apparently I have made one or two small mistakes. Um, so he, he wanted to. So I said, "Well, you can always call me, and I'll record you, and we'll put a correction on the end of them." He he, he thought maybe that was overkill. Oh, so, he denied. Uh, yeah. So, but I did offer. So yeah, the sun is going down in the west. So I think I got that right this time. Yes. <laughs> That's how it normally happens. Even in the southern hemisphere, I think it goes down in the west, doesn't it? Yes. Although, according to uh, the internet, the the water swirls a different way in the the drains and the toilets. But I I've heard know. that. Never been there. Yeah, and supposedly it goes straight down on the the equator but I, I don't know we'll have we'll have to look that one up I'll take that as a, uh, as a homework assignment and see if I can find out whether we'll that's true or not we'll, 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 we'll be the new Snopes I'll go and I'll go and see if we can find something to prove or disprove that theory yeah I'm busy being retired <coughs> yeah well hey I work pretty hard I, I have an hour on Sunday mornings that's right yes yeah you pastors all you do is you don't you subscribe to things? And That's us busy pastors have an hour on Sunday morning. Mm. I mean, some of them, I think they get away with three quarters of an hour. Cut her short, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, a little bit of skimping. I see. Oh, what do you say? Yeah, I <laughs> well, I tell you what, though. It was quite a deal looking for some dry wood to do with all the rain. I know. Well, that's why I went to... We, we got a couple of dry days in a row. That's why I went down and mowed the church because... I was like, I don't know when I'm next mowing the church because we're going to be below freezing this weekend, according to the weather app on my phone. Yeah, but that's not for long. It's going to go down below freezing. I doubt if anything will freeze, but well, I it'll get out, cold. I won't want it. I dug out my long sleeve shirts, though. Did you? Yes. I did that a time ago. Washed them. They're ready to roll. Always leave a few short sleeves and shorts wrong. Yeah, I left, I left. Well, I don't have any shorts. I don't have the knees for it, so you, you, uh, you know. I never look at them. I just put the shorts on because they're comfortable. <laughs> I'll let somebody else be disgusted with my knees. Indeed. So what's a good topic for, for this evening, Bill? You know, 
I don't know how many people have ever gone to a football game in the rain or played football in the rain. Or you which, which sort of football are we talking about here? Well, any kind of football. You guys <laughs> over across the pond are used to soccer calling that foot. Is it football? Uh, close enough. And rugby. But I guess rugby is an international deal. Well, actually, the proper name for rugby, rugby is rugby football. Rugby football, okay. Yes. Because I think American football, the proper name is supposed to be gridiron football. We just call it football. I know. <laughs> but we still love you anyway. Well, that's all right. Thanks. <laughs> you don't want to get me all depressed and stuff. No, but we anyway, wouldn't want that. Well, you know, i got to tell you, rugby, football, soccer, no matter what sport it is, when guys girls are running around, uh, natural turf in the rain is a whole lot different than when you have artificial turf. Now, I have never played on artificial turf. I haven't either. But then again, I never really played much tackle football. When I was in high school, we had intramural tackle football. Everybody had to play intramural tackle, fo- tackle football. Now, what is intramural? Intramural is when there's guys that don't really want to go out and be on a, the organized football team, the varsity, junior varsity, or freshmen. At the boarding school I went to, they grouped, first of all, the freshmen by size. And if you're in a certain size category, you were in the A League. The next category was the B League, and then it was the Pee Wees. And the Pee Wees, you, I think, had to weigh less than 100 pounds. And then those guys would go out and they would play elementary school. I think it was like three last time I weighed 100 pounds. Oh. (laughs) Three. Yeah, maybe three and a half. Yeah, this is back in the 60s, okay? So we're talking mid-60s. And we would have the equipment handed down from the varsity teams from the 40s and 50s. Leather helmets and... Uh baggy pants <clears throat> we would be issued equipment that we'd have to keep it in our locker and some of the pants were so baggy we'd get like masking tape and <laughs> tape the pads to our legs so they could uh, so they'd stay where they belong but it was fun it was great fun you know you're matched up with guys your own size that does help oh it does <coughs> and I can't I, it wasn't full 11 people on a team. I think maybe we had nine people teams. Okay. And then once in a while guys were six, so you play down with eight or seven. It was not a big deal. But you had to have equal amount of players on both sides. <coughs> oh that was great fun. Playing in the mud, you know, you'd tackle and slide. We'd also play foot tackle football in the snow. Oh okay. Where I went to high school. Called it the snowball. Anytime it snowed we'd put on our galoshes and at the time, we wore uh, like bib overhauls, striped and blue bib overhauls as like ski pants, and, and just you know to keep your your other pants dry. Run around, tackle each other, couldn't get hurt, couldn't run fast enough in the snow because it was you know six to seven inches, eight inches deep. Okay, that would do it. Yeah, so it was. It's not like we had so little snow down the southwest of England when I grew up. If we had, if we had two snowflakes fall on the same day, that was that was the closest we got to a snow emergency. Uh, now I th- I think maybe like twice 
in my memory I can remember getting enough snow that it was for real, but certainly in the southwest. Well, that's a bit of culture shock to you last year, uh, driving bus. And... Well, when I first came to this country, I had to take some emergency lessons from some uh, from people I had met. It's like, uh, do you know how to drive in the snow? No. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. You know, so. down south, they don't even have snow removal equipment. They right. take out road working equipment to clear the snow. Yeah. And there's always that ice belt, which I'm glad I don't live in. I think that's also the tornado area where it's not cold enough to snow, but it's yet cold enough to freeze when the water hits right. the ground. Well, Iowa certainly has a lot of that. The freezing rain. Yeah, the lower part of Iowa has. That's like Iowa, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Well, I remember a lot of freezing rain when I was in Waterloo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Waterloo, Cedar Falls, a lot of, a lot of freezing rain there. Now, in England, we get black ice, which is where the rain falls. It doesn't freeze immediately, but then overnight, oh, yeah. it will freeze and because it's already wet it's it's nice and level so when it freezes it freezes mirror smooth yeah that stuff's evil yeah we get better i think freezing too. rain is more evil but but black ice is pretty close right yeah when the weatherman says you better get home you better get home if you better stay where you're at then you better stay well anyway this past weekend i went to the wisconsin football game in the rain. So I'm, I know I had a rain poncho or somewhere. Looked around, looked around. 7.30, <clears throat> excuse me, 7.30 in the morning, I am at Farm and Fleet. <laughs> looking around, well, I found the blaze orange ones. And I found the camouflage suits. I said, well, I do want people to see me. So I did get the camouflage. <laughs> and then, aha, I did find... The clear tingly brand, four ninety nine. Oh, okay. Out the door. And I'm glad I had it. Didn't rain on the walk to the stadium, and we parked maybe a mile and a half away. Not a real good parking area around Camp Randall Stadium. <laughs> no, no. On the few occasions I've been in Madison, when there's a, been a game, you see people wearing red walking just. Yeah, easily mile, two miles away from the oh, yes. stadium. Yes. Yeah, I don't. The stadium or parking near the stadium is. Yeah, it's like a unicorn. That's hard to find. Oh, it is. It is. So, anyway, we get to the stadium and we have our breakfast brisket sandwich at about 10 30, Howard and I. And then uh, we go up to sit down, and Howard's been going to these games for a couple of years. He knows the people around him. So we were chatting with them. The game begins, a couple of raindrops fall in the first quarter. And people push, started pushing the panic button. Up, they're getting, putting on the rain parkas. And I said, really? I've been sitting fishing in a chair out of Governor Dodge with more rain than this. So anyway, the game proceeded. And they didn't tear up the turf since it's artificial turf in Camp Randall. But it looked a lot like... I did not know that. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> and it looked a lot like rugby scrums. They've got, Wisconsin has this one running back. I mean, he will, it takes like three or four guys to stop him. And then by the time they stop him, then you get the Wisconsin lineman pushing the guy forward. Yep. <laughs> so you have a big 
it several tons of human body pushing against each other. So anyway, uh, we, we get to the end of the first half. It's 35 to nothing. And then the rain came out. And th there was maybe a minute or two left. So then I pushed the panic button, put my rain parka on. Howard put his coat on. End of the first half came, and we walked underneath the seats. Bleachers just stood there. Then we looked at our phone. We thought, ooh, there's a big cell coming. <laughs> so... We went down, we got something to drink, some soda, and uh, watched, watched it pour from cover. No lightning, though. If there's lightning, they have to wait an hour before they resume. Okay. So anyway, we're standing there thinking, uh, you know, we know who's going to win this game. It's 35 to nothing. Yeah. Why don't we just uh, wait for a break in the clouds, and with our cell phones, we saw one was coming, so we, we did that. And I did. I must have picked up a little sniffle there, or maybe it was when I was out getting corn stalks for our decorations okay. front of the house. But anyway, Wisconsin won the game. The turf did not get torn up. Nobody got a muddy uniform, and that was that. But there are some of these games. Oh my gosh! You go up to Green Bay. I, I remember seeing them on TV, how muddy they get in the rain. They dig up the turf, and then you have to have the, the gardener come in, or whatever they call the a landscaper, and take care of the turf. Groundsman, I think. Groundsman. Yeah. Now, when we did the tour of Lambeau Field, they were saying that it is real turf, but they have somehow embedded artificial tufts in it they've got these long I think like six inch artificial tufts and, and they they jab the end down like about five inches so that the the end sticks up about an inch and that helps to fortify the turf so they got real turf but it's kind of fortified with this and I'm like oh that's kind of clever I do know that they have a heating system underneath the field so it doesn't they freeze do. they do so there will never be another ice bowl. No. <laughs> I think I was like fourth grade when that was going on. Maybe maybe that, seventh grade. Is that sixty six? Yes. I think it was it was January. it was either the year or, or, or very close to the year I was born. So I'm a sixty six baby. You know what? I think it was a New Year's Eve. If any of our listeners wants to correct us, email the pastor. I won't answer. <laughs> but I think it was New Year's Eve. Or close to as a Sunday, because now the Super Bowl is early February. Yeah, they try to milk it for as much as they can. They certainly do. And it's well, and I think the season's longer. They play more games. Well, that too. But uh, is it like sixteen games and yes. four in the preseason and and sixteen in the regular season? Yes. Or is it there's sixteen weeks and they play fifteen games and they have one bye? I can't. It's something like that. I think they play 16 games. Okay, maybe it's seven, so maybe it's 17 weeks. <laughs> it could be. 16 games and a bye. Huh. And then there's two weeks between the championship game and the Super Bowl. Yes. The league championship game. Got to give them a chance to rest up a bit. Yes, and, and then, they, then they have their all-star game, which is you get a bunch of guys together, they send them over to Hawaii, and they wine and dine and go to Pig Gross, and they go out there and it's... Is that kind of like a consolation prize for not being in the Super Bowl? 
to the to better players, yeah. All right. But the, a lot of guys they decline going because they're hurt, and they don't want to get hurt. So it should it could be even a, a, t a flag football game. But it's a fanfare thing. Then some players get mad because they didn't get into the Super Bowl, so they stop. So, when you played rugby, did you ever have to play in the rain? Being from England, it rains here all the time. It feels like it rains all the time, and yes, yes, I did play did rugby in the rain. Did your mom get mad at you because you got a dirty uniform? No, because even when it's dry, the ground is not bone dry, so you're going to come home with, with mud or dirt stains on your uh, your uniform anyway. Your, uh, your rugby shirt and stuff, that's all going to have dirt stains on it. So really there's not a lot of difference between mud stains and dirt stains. So now when you were playing, did you have a striped jersey or a solid color jersey? Uh, our school colors were... The jersey was solid gold, not like literally. Like Packer gold? Like that yellow gold? Slightly more goldy than that, but yeah, in that, that end of the, the yellow. So it wasn't a pale yellow, it was, it was kind of a gold okay. yellow. Um, and then the shorts and socks were black. Okay. So gold and black was our was was our school color. Uh, I believe they've changed the school color. They've changed because um, I my parents sent me my old school tie, which unfortunately is quite short. So I actually I should talk to you about this because it's it's got a diagonal stripe. Uh, it's basically black with a couple of gold stripes on it, uh, repeated. So it's kind of a like a regimental tie, if you right, will. Right. Yes. So maybe there's, but it's it's short, and I I can I can barely wear it because by the time I've yeah. uh, tied that around my neck, I I yeah, the the tie only reaches to about my belly button. So so maybe you can help me because they've changed the uniform. They no longer have that tie. Because I said to my parent, well, can can I just get another tie? This is awesome. You sent me my old bum. And they're like, no, they, they've stopped that. So maybe with your sources, you know, we, can, we can hunt down something that looks like my old school tie. Because it was actually quite nice. I must be getting old if I want to wear the old school tie. Right? Yeah, really. Yeah. Especially when you call it old school. <laughs> <laughs> Put you right in that category. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm old. <laughs> You know, back in the day when people wore a lot of ties, they wore regimental stripes. I mean, I remember one salesman, and I this is, could be 25, 30 years ago. He was just leafing through. You name a, a school, you name a family, and we will have the tie. And I, I believe it. Well, that was a thing back in England. People wore the old school tie. The that was just stripes, the, yeah. Yeah. It was a big inner city thing, too. Um if they served in the military, they would generally wear their regimental tie. But if they didn't, if they hadn't served in the military, they would wear their old school tie. And yeah, that was just what they did. Mm -hmm. Maybe if maybe they would alternate if they had done both. But yeah, pe people didn't wear fancy ties. Or they, the tie was part of letting people know uh, 
you know, your history, kind of like people wear the class rings these days in mm -hmm. this country. But in England, yeah, you'd wear... And so if you saw another old Etonian wearing what, I don't know, whatever the tie looked like, you'd be like, oh, so you'd know that. So that was especially helpful if you were going to interviews. So you'd wear your old school tie, especially if it was a school worth bragging about. Yep. And the interviewer wouldn't have to say a thing. They would just know, oh, this, he went to, you know, Oxford, Cambridge, Eton, wherever. Yep. It's like, okay, well, we're going to hire them. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Didn't have to put it on the resume. Nope. You don't want to get caught wearing... Well, we don't have else. resumes in England anyway. We have uh, curriculum vitae, CV. We just call it a CV. CV. I'd never heard of a resume before I came to this country. Huh. And not many people in this country have heard of a curriculum vitae, so I guess that's You're fair. right. <laughs> never had a resume. Went to work for the family business and then... Oh, that would do it. I've... You know, I Business have had history. a resume, but I haven't updated my own resume in forever because the last several places I worked were consulting companies. And so they do your... So you tell them, you, you give them your resume when you start there, um, and then they put it in their format, and they, they put all their own special... Not, not quite lies, but their own embellishments, emphasis. Ah. Yeah, they lie. Uh, but they do it in their own. They do it in their own in-house style. Um, Simon is a whatever you know. Some awesome. You're reading this. You're like, wow, I got to meet that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he sounds awesome. Fancy words. <laughs> yeah. So they they keep your resume on file in, in their own format. They send it to people, and so yeah, I haven't done my own resume in forever. Um, I had to pull one together when I applied for the for the bus driving job, but I left so much stuff out because didn't want to like, overwhelm. Well, they don't care what programming stuff I done. Well, that's true too. So, that's not going to make so so where I so where I had a couple of inches of description on my technical resume for this, I just put a whole. I think I just did like. You know, nine or nine or ten lines, one line each per company I'd previously worked for as a computer programmer, and that was fine. Because <laughs> I think my technical resume was like four or five pages, because they're, they're always emphasizing all these different things you've done. They got to get all those buzzwords in there to make you sound awesome. Oh yeah, sound fancy. Yeah. Well, you know, when you want $50 an hour, you better sound awesome. Oh, my gosh, yes. So. Well, he sounds pretty good. We better give him at least 51 or $52 an hour. Quite so. Well, there, that moving around the, the log sure did create a little bit more warmth. and Very nice. Fire, a little more light. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. I don't... I don't remember ever having sports canceled because of the rain. Well, maybe we had some indoor stuff if it was, but well, you during rugby that canceled because of the rain, unless you had to leak right. your roof. No, well, during rugby season, you you went outside and you played rain or shine. Right. Um, well, it didn't seem like it was all that long ago. Where cricket you was normally in the. Spring and 
they they never made a big deal. It was you you never knew what you were gonna do. So that you you'd get there for the for PE, and they would say we're going outside to play cricket or it's uh, basketball in the gym. So they probably made a decision based on the weather, but certainly during certain sports like rugby or field hockey, not played on ice, played outside on a in the rain on a cinder a cinder pitch. Um, Hold it, a cinder pitch? Yes. Did you wear protective no. things? So you just do each other down on the ground? and. Uh, no, you're not actually supposed to. There's no body checks or anything. It's not like ice hockey. Oh, okay. It's field hockey. Um, but it did happen. A little bit, but, but not that much. Um, That's right, you guys are gentlemen over in England. We try to be. England. <laughs> Except when we're playing rugby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rug- rugby. That's that's a full contact sport. Um, there was a oh, I don't remember. It was, it was one of these uh, kind of natural cosmetics or skincare companies. I can't remember what it was, but anyway, they their their big deal was that you know they didn't, none of their skincare products were tested on animals or it was, it was completely cruelty free, and that's fine. Um, so then they came out with uh, just an amazing advertising campaign, which said "tested on animals," and it had a picture of a rugby player. Oh, well, that would, yeah. <laughs> so, Anybody you knew? No, it was just a just you know, it had pictures of rugby players and tested on animals. And it was like, oh, that was amazing marketing because everybody yeah. in England, everybody knows that rugby players are animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the nicest possible sense of the word oh but yeah off off the pitch they're all gentlemen but on the pitch oh don't get in their way no my brother used to play rugby he's an attorney and you got attorneys and accountants uh, shipbuilders he played for the green bay rugby team okay and postmen i mean every everything they just like to go out and oh yeah so being a big strapping lad as i was i think i was six I'm 6'2 now. I, I think I was six foot by the time I got to comprehensive school. And they were like, oh, you want to be on the rugby team? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we need big guys. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I think that was exactly it. There was no interviews. Just the uh, the coach looked at me and went, that's a tall fellow. And he's a big strapping lad. Yeah, would you like to be on the rugby team? <laughs> <laughs> so did they have different tiers of competition? Like here they have varsity, varsity reserve. And- no. And, you know... Um, School sports is phenomenally low-key in England. Uh, I don't think... I don't remember any parents ever coming out to watch any rugby match. Whoa, Period. So yeah, come into this so country and, and seeing, yeah. seeing the... Enthu- you know, you joined the rugby team... In, in my case, I joined the rugby team because I wanted to play rugby. Mm-hmm. I had to get myself there. My parents would... You know, uh, a lot of the games were uh, on Saturdays. So if it was a if it was a home game, I would go to the school in the morning. I would take my stuff. I'd get changed. I'd play the game. I'd get changed back into regular stuff. I'd come home. My parents would go. So did you have fun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe they. I I don't remember. Maybe they asked if we won, but nobody really cared. <laughs> Never gave out trophies or participation trophies or anything. No. No. Just went on and had fun. 
Yes. You know, I was talking to a guy at a camping reunion. He was a year older than I. He says, yeah, you know, that was so much fun at camping. During the spring, we'd go out, we'd play baseball. Didn't have to, you know, it was a varsity team. Didn't have to play. We just went out. I mean, where could you do that? You go, you go to school, you go to the gym, you get your baseball stuff on, and you go out and you play baseball. Then you go back, you shower, you change, you go eat, and then you do, do homework. I mean, it was, life was great. Didn't have to worry about mom and dad picking you yeah. up. Just played baseball. Yeah, so I... It was fun. You, you never had to wonder, was the game still going to go ahead? You're looking, you know, you're looking out the window, and it's tipping down with rain. Like, okay. So you walk, to, you walk to school, you get wet, because I would walk to school. Um, you get wet. You go and play rugby, you'd get wet and dirty. Well, yeah, that sounds <laughs> you, like a whole... You, a you'd shower, for a you'd guy. dry, you'd get, you'd get <laughs> dressed again, and you'd, uh, you'd go home. Um, but you did it because you liked playing rugby. You probably did it because you liked to get dirty. Um, no, I just like playing rugby. I like kind of charging through the other guys. And yeah, but you were a big scrapping rat lad. Me, I'm just a skinny runt. I, I was a big strapping lad. Um, I'd get out of your way. I, I had a few people get out of my way when I was... If they got the ball to me and I went charging down the field, I could get a long way before somebody would be brave enough to attempt to tackle <laughs> me. I can believe that. <laughs> but it was fun. We all, I mean, I don't remember anyone... I don't know, maybe there were a few bruises or sprains or whatever, but nobody really got hurt because we were there because we enjoyed playing rugby. We didn't hate the other guys. There were no school rivalries. There was no... Like, no, we were playing rugby. I wonder if that's more parent in- influence, though. I remember at one time, they moved to Dodge in 78, and the older guys, like in their 50s and 60s, from Mineral Point hated Dodgeville, and the guys from Dodgeville hated Mineral Point. And then the next thing you know, they have a cross-country team together. They have track team together, gymnastics. Was that the Dodge Point? Dodge Point, yes. Yeah, okay. Some of these, you know, sports where one school doesn't have enough to to field a team. Boys and girls soccer. Right. This co or co school. So not all the kids know each other. They're all friends. Kind of hard to hate a friend. True. Tease them mercilessly, perhaps, but not hate. Well, yeah, you know, bragging rights, but yeah, that's about as far as it goes. Well, I'm actually. We know it's interesting because I, I have I have two different views on all this. I'm I'm keen on people doing sports. So when I grew up, I, I always had a sport. Um, well, from about my preteens on, I, I had a sport, but only one. And I did it because I wanted to. And, you know, I, I had a couple of other hobbies slash activities. So I, I, I played rugby until that wasn't violent enough, so I switched to judo. And I liked riding my bike, and I would ride all over the place. Um, the next, you know, I, it was nothing for me to ride to the next town over and, and back again. You, you could do that. Back well, how then. far was it though? Well, it depends which next town I was was riding to. I mean, I would ride anything from five to twenty miles in a day, just because. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of hills. So. Oh, okay. At least 
Lisa and I do that now. You know, we get on our bike. Yeah. We like the bike paths because you don't have to worry about vehicles. Right. And they're old railroad beds that only have a four. Yep, there's there's a maximum uh, a gradient. Yeah, 4%. yeah. I don't remember what it is, but I know it's it's fairly gentle. Yeah. Yeah. That's because those old steam engines they couldn't. And then when I was thirteen, I got into computers. I got my first computer and uh, started learning to program. And uh, so you know, I, I had some hobbies. I had a sport, uh, but I did them because I wanted to. My my parents were as supportive as they could be and I, I I greatly appreciate that but I you know I did these things myself when I went to judo I would walk or ride my bike down to judo and I did scouts I mean they, they would pay for my so I don't even know how much it cost to, to, to do these things but you know they would pay for me to go to scouts but I had to get myself there mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, I remember judo was 10p 10 pence a week, ten pence a week. So, yeah. What does that translate into dollars and cents? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or can you not do that? Ten because pence, that'd be so about different. that'd be about fifteen cents a oh, week. Okay, a week. Well, yes. Um, so I was just looking at a martial arts club the other day uh, in Madison, and I think they're like one hundred and thirty dollars a month. Yes. And, and on their website, they say we're one of the less expensive martial arts clubs in the area. I'm like, well, I guess I won't be going to any of them then. <laughs> that's a that's a lot. It is, it is. I like these hobbies that don't cost a lot, like fishing. I mean, you can spend as much as you want. Sure. It's just yeah. like biking, too. You go out, I've got a bike. I've got a vintage Schwinn, Schwinn bike, I think, goes back like 1982. And it's a nice bike. <clears throat> and then uh, I've either got to fix mine or, or take it down the road to, to the mic. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He does. My wife had him service it one time, and then uh, I, everything got crazy busy, and I didn't ride it. And now it's got flat tires, and I don't know if I, I should probably just go buy a bike repair kit and change the the inner tubes myself. No, we'll just have Mike do it. Then you know it's done right. Well, I, back when I was a lad, I, I fixed a few inner tubes, replaced a oh, few myself. You? Yeah, I've, I've done it before. It's just been a while. Have to look it up on YouTube. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I would go riding in the rain as well. That didn't bother me either. Did you ever get that stripe up your back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lisa and I went bike riding over in... Well, because I, I had a racing bike, um, and it had the the short... Uh, what they call it? The, whatever that goes over the tire to, to stop it splashing up on you. Uh, like a fender? Yeah, whatever, whatever they call those. So and I had the short one, so it really didn't give much protection. So, yeah, I would, I would get that uh, extra wet splash up the stripe up the back skinny tired bike yes yeah the uh, the racing bike was yeah I like those Lisa and, and I went biking in Michigan over okay. by Muskegon and the lake was so high actually it was an inlet it was the Lake Muskegon and there's a bike trail along the lake well there were 
two parts of it. We biked through one where there was like four inches of water, and then there was another one. There was a couple in front of us. It looked like it was six to eight feet of water, or inches of water, excuse me. So I thought, uh, let's just turn around and go back. I, don't, I, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> oh, I would have gone through it. That was a beautiful ride. <clears throat> along Lake Michigan and along the, the water there. Well, we had some woods in and around the town that I was in, and I used to, if, if I wasn't doing the riding to the next town over thing, I would go and ride through these woods. Sometimes I'd walk through them, sometimes I'd ride through them. I'd, so I kind of, without realizing it, reinvented single-trail mountain bike riding on my uh, racing bike. <laughs> <laughs> I would go through these woods, weaving in through the trees, following the, the trails over bumps and things. It was fun. You could pretty much do that year-round. Uh, yes, because we didn't have to snow. I mean, it would get cold, but you'd, you'd well, bundle up warm and, and yeah, go out. Yeah, Put your gloves on and stock in that, and away you'd go. Yes. Yeah, that was great fun. Yeah, I'm looking to, to hang our bikes this year so we have a little bit more room in the garage to okay. store things. They've got these big hooks you can put up into the, the rafters. Yes, yeah. Or the beams. I, I, have, I have so many... Happy memories of uh, sports and, and hobbies in my in my youth. I mean, you know, I didn't have the fanciest bike, but it was as nice as my parents could afford to buy, and I I rode it and rode it and rode it. Uh, so I ended up replacing tires and inner tubes, and you know, um, I would wear bits out on it, uh, but well. <laughs> Now, did you in, have... in a positive sense, because I was enjoying it. I was oh, using yeah. it so much, I'd wear stuff out. It was awesome. Did you have handbrakes on your bike? Or yes. You... Okay. Yeah, uh, front and rear, although, now, okay, so I Don't get them was... wet. They won't work. <laughs> well, they will, just really slowly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I found that out over Michigan. Yeah. Now, when I came to this country, I brought my... Because originally, I was just coming over for six months, so I brought a suitcase of clothes... And my mountain bike. That was it. <laughs> and uh, maybe I had one small hand luggage bag, but uh, that that was that was the majority of what I brought. I brought my. Uh, but you were in Waterloo, so, right? Uh, well, I, to start with, I was in Chicago. Oh, okay. And so, in communication with the with the company, they're like, "Well, if you got a bike, just bring that because you know, people in Chicago cycle." Ooh, okay. for setting of a satellite. Oh, yes, you are right. Well spotted. Anyway, so I bring my mountain bike over. I, I assemble it myself, and then uh, the boss says, well, there's a really good uh, bike store around the corner from, from here. Why don't you go get it serviced? Oh, okay. So so I go get it serviced, uh, drop it off when I'm on my way to work, and then go pick it up afterwards. And the guy's like, well, you really confused us. I did? Your brakes are the wrong way around. They're what? <laughs> so, you tell me, brought the, it uh, over the, the, pond? the front, the front, yeah, I, I, the the front and rear brakes are reversed between England and America. Hmm. So I thought oh, that you was know what, Simon? There's another one there. You see it going kind of, it's going south yep. east, mm -hmm. and then there was another one I spotted way up north. Oh, that's a plane. Oh, there. That's a no, plane. That's not a plane. That's a satellite. Sure. Yeah. I thought I saw blinking lights on it. No, it's not blinking. I'm old. I can't see. Well, there is that. 
Yeah. Cataracts. <laughs> nope. That's... They're not ready for harvest, though. So we saw three tonight. Successful night. So, yeah, one up there, one there, and that one over there. Yep. Wow. Three in the sky at the same time. That's pretty cool. Well, a lot like, more than... Like Lucy in the sky with diamonds. There we are. That's... Maybe that was a terrible reference. Anyway. So it was fun. Fun biking. We used to bike down to like the swimming pool pretty sheet. It was next to the Villa Louis. And then we'd stop at the duck pond and chase the ducks. And everybody, the oh, gals okay. that were working there in their long dresses, they'd come out and yell at us for chasing the ducks. Ah. <laughs> oh, in, in England, uh, taking bread to feed the ducks is a grand English tradition. So I have... We'd take stale Ritz crackers. Oh, okay. Well, we, we would usually take some... If you had it, you'd take some stale bread. Otherwise, you just take some bread and feed the ducks. And they, oh, they would just love you. So I've been feeding the ducks for a long time. Oh, yeah. Alright. I wonder if the ducks ever get muddy. They probably get splashed down once in a while. People driving by the Villa Lewis when it rains, if they're out, splashed Well, they, they sit in the water a lot, so... <laughs> and it used to get it's a good thing they're watertight, otherwise those, True. those things would sink. Yeah. They, uh, they must be watertight all around. <laughs> I have noticed that there's been flocks going south. And one thing I did notice, I said to Lisa, do you see that uh, V there? There's five ducks, and they're flying in perfect formation. So the military does learn from things like that. Yes, because uh, the lead duck breaks the air pressure, and so it creates the yep. air behind it is turbulent, which is easier for the duck behind it to fly through. And so what they, the, the lead duck leads for a while, and when it gets tired because they're pushing through non-turbulent air, they then fall to the back. Yep. And so they, they rotate through that lead position. Um, and then at this time of year is when they're flying, they're, they're getting their practice in, so building up the strength in their wings. That's why you see them flying around and around and around. Mm -hmm. And then they, then they head south. So, yeah, I've read some articles about ducks and geese, and it, it's amazing. And they, they have places where they stop. Um, so I know when I was working in an American family over on the northeast side of, of Madison, their pond was a, a regular stopping place for Canadian geese. Not very far from... A the Horicon Marsh either. There's a yeah. huge area there. Yeah, so they, they, they would get some that would stop in the marsh, but they would also stop at the Land's End Pond. Uh, so I think they, they tried to encourage them not to. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a nice big body of water, and duck, uh, these ducks and geese are like, but I like the look of that. I'm going to land on That's it. That's right. So. And with the buildings, there's not a lot of wind there. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And it's in kind of a uh, a little 
lower or depression area, so it's got some wind coverage as well. Yeah. But yeah, they would they would land there and they would, they would try to scare them off, but but they liked the landing there. They got the fake coyotes and things hanging around. Uh, they hired a guy with a couple of dogs, and he would come and try and chase them off. These these dogs were highly trained; they didn't actually attack. The, the geese but they would go running up to them and, and scare them into the air mm-hmm. geese are mean uh, yes yeah back in England I um, had friends of mine they were a veterinarian couple and they, they had this little farmette on the you know, couple of miles outside of town and they had geese and I asked them why they had geese they said well it's, it's our security system because nobody can go along their driveway without the geese just suddenly erupting into. Were they polite geese, being from England? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think any geese are polite. <laughs> Not even Canadian geese. <laughs> they don't even say sorry. That's how unpolite they are. Well, all right. Just want to make sure. So that was their security system. So I never. I never arrived at their house. You know, they say, oh, come on over, you know, any particular time. No, nah, somewhere around here. I could never get to their front door without them knowing I was there. Yeah. yeah. Because those geese would just go berserk, and they would chase me. And it was, I mean, they never actually bit me, but they, were, they would follow me honking all the way. Yeah, uh, okay. and then they'd spread their wings and make them look bigger. Uh, I don't think they ever did that, but they would, they would follow oh, along no? honking. Those wild ones, those Canadian geese yeah. do that. Oh, the, these were, well, maybe these were polite British geese, but, well, but they were still quite noisy. It's quite yakky. Yes. Yakky. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, it's kind of fun to see the, the, the moon out. When was it? Saturday night? It ra- well, it was Saturday. It rained it really? really hard, and when it's raining, it is dark at night. Oh, the moon is out. Okay, well, it was behind me. Well, yeah, you, you got to get up and turn around. Okay. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, I think we should wrap this episode up. Yeah. Oh, and there's the fourth satellite tonight. We could wrap it up on the fourth. Where, where, where? It's where, going where? due north, heading towards the wacky shaped W. Oh, I see it. Well, I think four satellites is a is a good stopping point. Yeah. So, we haven't had any rain to stop our play, but uh, oh no. We've talked about that. So, very good evening, dear listener. I uh, I trust that you've enjoyed hanging out with us around the fire. And happy satellite watching. Quite so. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us around the fire. 